0: The trilogy podcast with Vin and Scott three movies two men one podcast ah! Here is a place we are. Ah,
1: Scott, this takes me back to my youth. Yes, mine too. When no one cared about anyone and we needed something like this to remind us how to care. And how to sell toys. Mm, Oh, God, it really brings me back. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are the Trilogy Podcast, the only podcast in the universe devoted strictly to trilogies. No reboots, no straight to
2: cable. We're bringing you facts, debate, trivia, and more. To hell with the movie. If they made... For her. You could even say that when it comes to trilogies, we care a lot. Yeah, I think we do, Scott. I, I think, think so. we're showing with this particular episode
1: that we truly do care about trilogies. Yes. Scott, why don't you let the audience know exactly what we're doing this time around. Why it's the Care Bears
2: movie trilogy.
1: Yes, it is, sir. As always, I am Vin. And I'm Scott. And we're here to bring you all of your trilogy needs. And yes, we're doing the Care Bears this time around because... Scott and I, you know, we put our heads together and we realized we need caring right now. The world needs caring.
2: Yes. We're, we need to care about each other. Yeah,
1: we're polarized. Right. So, you know, we need something to remind us that we're all humans or
2: bears. Bears. Right. Yeah. So we decided to go in this direction. Or Look, possibly another animal who any, is somehow related to a Any kind of bear. jungle animal. Yes. Raccoon. Jungle animals that live in the f- Forest.
1: It's all very confusing, but we're not confused. We bring you every kind of trilogy, ladies and gentlemen, from The Godfather to Unbreakable and, and yes, to The Care Bears. It, yeah. It's a trilogy. We're going to cover it, for God's sake. This is what we do. Yes. And guys, we had to get to it eventually, so we figured, hey, we'll just knock this one down now, right? Yeah, why not? Why not? All right, so we are doing The Care Bears, and I think without further ado, we should go to Trilogy Bot, a robotic friend who's going to tell us exactly what kind of a trilogy this is.
2: I think I've got a pretty good idea what kind of trilogy it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really a pretty easy one, but TrilogyBot will tell us in his very unique and insulting way exactly what we're
2: in for this time around. This trilogy category is called A Little Something for the Kids. These films are made specifically for children with respect to characters, narrative, and theme. Sometimes slow adults like Vin and Scott watch movies like The Care Bears, because they can't get laid and have the minds of infants. Ah, appalling and vulgar. This was a little something for the kids trilogy? Yes. See, I would have thought watching these movies that this would be an epic. You know, Scott, I thought we put it in that category you're, for sure. You're
1: joshing with me, man. I may be joshing uh, with right. you. This is a little something for the kids. A trilogy specifically invented for children. I think probably. Of all the trilogies we have covered and will cover, aimed towards the youngest group, age right. group for kids. Um, right. we're, th- we're talking like two to ten-year-olds, basically. Yeah. Two to ten-year-old girls. I watched it. Chris watched it. Chris is joining us today. Our tech guru, Chris. Yes. Loves the Care Bears so much, so he decided to sit in on this one. Yeah. Odd one to pick, but okay. Could have been here for the Godfather, decided to go with the Care Bears. All right, Scott. Well,
2: pardon us
1: if we care a lot. Well, he's your friend. We care. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, this trilogy is not meant for us. We are adults, and so a lot of our opinions are coming from an adult perspective. But I'm going to say what I always say when we do a little something for the kids trilogy. I grew up with the Muppets, with Disney movies, movies that were invented for children, but at the same time had things that appealed to adults. Right. And that's the standard with which I go by, frankly. For a movie, even for a kid's movie to succeed, it has to give something to adults, give us a story, give us
2: a joke, give us something extra. Yeah. I mean, you definitely age out of watching Care Bears a lot faster than any other kind of cartoon. Oh, no question. Yeah. You reach about, I don't know, seven, and you're like, this stuff is fucking lame. As an 80s kid, I can tell you that The Care Bears kind of was matched up with
1: Rainbow Bright, My Little Pony, and Strawberry Shortcake. Right. These were the. You know, the, the cousins, the relatives of the Care Bears. They were kind of saying the same things, doing the same things. And all selling toys. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, this is the third animated film we're covering. We've done Kung Fu Panda and Hotel Transylvania as well. Right. So this is a different perspective for us. We don't get into these all that often. Scott, it is imperative
2: imperative that you break down the plots of these films. Because there's some important lessons to be learned here, you know. I remember watching them and saying to myself, five minutes in, I don't know what's going on here.
1: How will I even follow the rest of this film? So please help us
2: out. I would be happy to. Uh, Okay, so uh, this is uh, Scott's Plots. Yeah, and, just uh, go right into it. Oh, I will. Ready for it. I will, I will, because uh, we want to get this over with as soon as possible, I, you know? Seriously. So, uh, yeah, what I usually like to do here is I like to present you the plots and... Uh, go to a land where there's lots of plots. You'll meet a man, his name is Scott. And you can be sure he cares a lot about the plots. And you... He doesn't care about you. That was terrible. Scott, break it down for us, my friend. Okay, so this is Scott's plots, and basically what I do here is I give you a bare-bones description of the plots of the movies. So for those of you who have watched the movies and it's been a while, I'll give you a nice little refresher. And of course, if you don't give a rat's ass about these movies, and why would you, uh, you can uh, follow along as well. So, of course, we're going to start everything off here with the Care Bears movie. 1985. An old man who runs an orphanage with his old wife tells a story about sensitive bears who live in the clouds. <laughs> Two of the bears go to Earth and meet two siblings, a boy and a girl, whose parents have just died in a car accident and don't care about anything. Is that even
1: clear when When we we're meeting these kids that their parents have died in a car accident? And I feel like we don't know why
2: these kids are so anti-caring. They're, yeah, I mean, yeah, they definitely talk about, like, like later. Like, oh, I wish we had parents. I'm like, wait, what happened? Like, and I feel like they kind of gloss over that they're dead, but... They're
1: dead. It's the first of many examples of the movie confusing the word caring with many other emotions that have to do with growing up and children. Because you're orphans doesn't mean someone doesn't c- care about you. Right. Your parents weren't like we're gonna fucking kill ourselves in a car accident because we don't care
2: about our children. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 I'm driving off this bridge. Fuck these kids. Yeah.
1: Seriously. <laughs> And the kids are walking through like Central Park, and they're like, "We're just walking around, n- not caring about things."
2: Yeah, I mean, also grieving is not not caring. Ex- ex- <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's grieving. Again, the
1: movie <laughs> confuses caring with like a hundred other words that have to do with developing yeah. as, as human beings, yeah. with emotions. I-
2: and they paint these kids as little pricks yeah. too. And I'm like, we should feel sorry for them, though. Their parents are dead, and yet we don't. We certainly don't. No. I hate them. Meanwhile, another bear goes to an amusement park and meets a magician's apprentice who has just found a strange book amongst the magician's things, that once opened, has a woman's face and wants to stop the world from caring. We got, like, some Snow White action here where the book yes. is like the mirror on the wall. Right. Just existing. Kind pe- of a combo of the mirror on the wall and the actual evil queen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just
1: the whole point is to be purely evil. Right. No no other motivation. Just evil. Yeah. Through the guise of a magician? The magic of the circus. What?
2: But how evil could he be when his name is Mr. Fettuccine? Uh, you know what? You don't, know? Even,
1: don't even piss me off with that ethnic. <laughs> Mr. Fettuccine? Yeah. What kind of a slur is that? Yeah. This comes from a guy who used to be called Vinny until the movie My Cousin Vinny came out. Yeah. So now I know exactly how it feels, Mr. fettuccini <laughs> I know what they're
2: doing to you. I'm calling the the Italian Anti-Defamation League.
1: Yes, so am I. We talked about that league during The Godfather, actually. Yes, that's right.
2: So. There will be another reference to The Godfather at some point in this trilogy. Oh, all right, yes. all right. I think I know. Ah, I see. I, I have well, maybe, a sense of... Perhaps you didn't catch it, but... Maybe I did. Oh, well, we'll see.
1: All right, all right. All right, go ahead. You are on (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Fettuccini and his evil little friend, Nicholas. Nicholas, I believe. Again, he doesn't understand about caring either. He's like, I can't be the main magician. That means no one cares about me. Yeah. Nobody
2: likes me, so I don't like anybody. You're a child. Why would you? Mr. Fettuccini is the magician guy. Right. Pay your dues, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you gotta wait your turn alright right. You, you just come out into the magic game and just <laughs> knock it out of the park first time yeah the magic game Mr. Fettuccini's making a card tower and he's like "Ooh, <laughs> everyone stand back I'm making a
1: card tower what kind
2: of a magic trick is that <laughs> yeah that's, that's, not ma- that's not magic
1: God, what are you gonna do that in front of a crowd no. and look everyone watches I make a card tower yeah. what the fuck is this that's
2: not magic that's practice yeah <laughs> look. After that, I'm going to throw the cards into a hat. Again, not magic. (laughs) Just things you do when you're bored. Which, I mean, I was so bored watching this movie, I almost made a little card tower. I was inspired. I
1: was like, wait a second.
2: I can make a card tower out of cards right now. Good plan. You're right. There are other more important things I could be doing right now. Like building a card tower. (laughs) Meanwhile... The first two bears and the kids go to the clouds, get a tour, and experience an earthquake thanks to the magician's apprentice meddling with the book with a woman's face. The kids and the two bears head to help out and end up in a forest with no way home, and the rest of the bears attempt a rescue mission. Meanwhile, in the forest, The bears and the kids meet some other cheerful animals that are somehow related to the bears. The other animals team up with the bears and kids and head off to save the magician's apprentice, who is now completely under the book with a woman's face's control. They act as if they have no
1: idea what the forest of feelings is, In the second movie, we find out that they know exactly what the Forest of Feelings is.
2: They retcon a lot of this shit. They really do. I mean,
1: they grew up with the animals in the Forest of Feelings and specifically sent them to the Forest of Feelings. Yeah. And they're like, where the fuck are we? And really, where are they? Is this limbo? Another dimension?
2: Where are they? Yeah, I have no idea.
1: Earth in this whole movie seems to only be this dirty circus town. Nowhere else. (laughs) Yeah. The town is Keensburg, New Jersey. (laughs) It's just like, oh, these kids at the dirty circus town are punching each other the care meter's going crazy. Yes. What about the rest of the earth? Yes. This is one town. Right,
2: and it causes the care meter to do all that. The magic book isn't even trying to like make the rest of the world evil. There are wars going on Yeah. Uh, at the time these movies are coming out. Without question. Like, that care is going crazy. You know what? It's probably this one kid who wants to be a magician at the amusement park. <laughs> no, nah, it couldn't be fucking like Desert Storm yeah. or yeah. anything. It's
1: not Beirut. It's the kid at the amusement <laughs> <Yeah>. park. <laughs> That's not a good plan by the book. By this evil dead Book, frankly. It's just like the trilogy we covered, Evil Dead. The Necronomicon. Yeah, where a book is creating all of the discord in the world. Right, but the book is far more fuckable.
2: She's the best (laughs) thing in the movie. Very rarely, when you watch a movie, do you say, You know what the best part of that movie was? The book. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right.
2: (laughs) The bears and animals attempt to kill the magician's apprentice with kindness and fail. The two kids then are able to snap the magician's apprentice out of it by proving they care about him. Uh They defeat the book with a woman's face, the other animals become official members of the bears that live in the clouds, and the kids get new parents. Back at the orphanage, It is revealed that the old man who runs the orphanage is the magician's apprentice. And the girl kid is his wife. Oh, God. And that was the first movie.
1: You know, it's almost like how the last trilogy we did, the Unbreakable trilogy, we talked so much about M. Night Shyamalan's surprise endings, this movie had a surprise ending
2: that you knew was coming from the very first moment of the movie it was mr cherrywood all along yeah i was like too at the end of it he says something like ah the kids don't need to know who nicholas was like what does it matter what if you were like and that was me the kids wouldn't be like oh i don't respect you anymore (laughs) exactly you fucked around with that nasty book and now (laughs) no way Isn't that right, Mrs. Cherrywood? Yes, Mr. Cherrywood.
1: Why are you so formal with each other? (laughs) What child doesn't care about other children? Like, who is this movie for? Does this movie really have a lesson that needs to be taught to children? Yeah. Like, what parents are shirking on this duty of teaching their children to care for other people? Yeah. You know what? When you see another kid, tell him to fuck himself. And then the kid sees the movie and they're like... Well, I really should care about people. Yeah. You know how little kids are. They see another kid and they're like, be my friend. I mean, they've beat- known
2: each other for six seconds. We're the best of friends. Exactly. I mean, in the movie, beat you over the head with the word caring. It's essentially good feelings yeah. are caring to them.
1: Meanwhile, the care bears have no real specific powers.
2: Yeah, it's sort of like whatever you want it to do. No defined personalities. Hold on now. They all have little pictures on their bellies that tell you what their personalities are. They're completely interchangeable. It's true. And, and from movie to movie they tend to change personalities slightly. You'll notice I didn't I didn't give any specifics about what kind of bears they were. They're just a, a bunch of bears help them do a thing. Again, it's just words. Just wish bear and love bear and tender heart. It's all right.
1: Same thing. It drained me from me. I hated people. I cared less. Yeah. It could have been called the
2: Uncare Bears because I didn't care about them at all. The Don't Care Bears. All right, Scott. I'm already getting upset. Okay, so moving right along to Care Bears Movie 2 A New Generation. 1986. Before the events of the first movie, a horse and a bear are sailing in a ship filled with baby versions of the bears and other animals. When they encounter an evil entity in the form of a sea serpent, the horse, the bear, and the babies escape and meet a giant star with a face in the sky who brands their bellies. This is the origin story that we
1: didn't get in the first movie. Right. This explains who the Care Bears are, which we probably could have used in the first movie. Yeah. But this is the origin story, which is covered in the first three minutes of the movie. Right. And the origin story really is Christianity. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Noah's Ark. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, they're on a boat. A rainbow takes them up to heaven. The star is God, God. For sure. True Heart Bear and Noble Heart Horse are
2: the messiahs. They're like the Jesus figures of this story. Right. They do have that little, that little heart and that little star next to him, and it's really like the Holy Trinity. I don't feel that a heart and a star are natural allies in this world.
1: <laughs> I feel like a star is all about being an individual and right. being a star, and a heart is more about warmth. They shouldn't be best friends. No. But it does create the Holy Trinity. You're right. Right. The I... devil is dark heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like... for sure.
2: For sure. He's Satan. He's literally Satan. It's Satan. But I will say, they. I feel like they constantly are giving you origins. But uh, where did that horse and bear come from with all those babies? What happened, like the hour before all that happened. They happens. need
1: to give you that origin story so that you can justify buying that fucking toy. So right. in the first movie, it's like, oh, here's where these fucking jungle creatures come from, so right. now you can buy the, whatever, the the friends. The Care Bear Cousins. The Care Bear Cousins. In this one, they give you the origin story so you can buy the Care Bear, whatever, children? The, yeah, or baby Care Bears. Baby Care Bears, Care Bears or whatever. Care
2: Bear Cubs. Care, Care Bear, Bear Cubs. Cubs. So it's
1: all justification for the newest toy line, no
2: matter what. Of course.
1: Oh, that's how the care meter came to be? We get an explanation about that? Right. It's not a good explanation. Yeah. When every single digit is a heart,
2: where's the beginning? Where's the end? Right. What should it be at? W- you know? Yeah. And also, uh, when it runs out, what happens? Yeah. Seriously. There's no answer to that. Like, be careful. It yeah. was at heart mode. Now it's at Heart mode. One of the bears travels to a summer camp on Earth where they meet twins and a girl who wants to be athletic. No
1: counselors,
2: no rules of the summer camp. It didn't even dawn on (laughs) me until the end of the second movie (laughs) that I literally wrote, like, where are the adults? Yeah, I have not seen a single adult this entire movie. And honestly, probably, except for Mr. Fettuccine, there's not one in the first movie. Yeah, you're not camp champ. Who called you that? Yeah, And the, the kids are like, now you're in charge of cleaning up what the girl who wants to be athletic runs away and the twins go to the clouds with the bear where they learn the evil entity is affecting the level of caring in the world the twins babysit the babies while the horse and bear search for the evil entity while the girl who wants to be athletic meets the evil entity disguised as a camper, and he grants her wish to be athletic in exchange for a favor to be named later. So they're basically ripping off Faust. You sell your soul to the devil. Right. We'll
1: get into this later when we do the Oh God trilogy, actually. It's also based on the Faust story. Yeah. Meanwhile, the kids that they bring up to Care-a-Lot, they're like, you're great at something too, babysitting all these fucking kids while we leave yeah. you. They're like, what?
2: What? Except they use a fucking babysitting machine. Why didn't you guys use this machine while you were caring for all these babies? (laughs) Meanwhile, the bear and other animal babies grow up in a convenient montage. Later, the evil entity visits the clouds and tries to capture the bears and animals, but is defeated. So the evil entity uses the now athletic girl to set up a trap for the bears and animals and captures many of them before falling off a boat and nearly drowning, only to be saved by the now athletic girl. The whole part is a little bit confusing. (laughs) If the bears don't realize
1: that that guy's dark heart, they're just fucking with a poor meter reader. He's just up there to fix the Care-A-Lot meter or whatever. Why are you fucking with this guy? (laughs) And then later on the boat with the girl, she's like, I'm alone on a boat. Every Care Bear comes to help her for whatever reason. And then she saves the boy. Isn't that the devil? Wasn't he a sea serpent in the beginning of the movie? How could he be drowning now? Uh, Yeah, I know. At no point has the movie established that that boy was ever a real boy at any point in time. No, you just think it's a form that the devil has taken on. Right. So again, maybe some sort of
2: entity who can
1: shapeshift. So when she saves him, you're like, what the? What is going on
2: here? When he's the meter reader, I'm like, why did he come as the boy? Why didn't he turn into like an older man who's like, I'm the meter reader? But instead, he came as the boy, which tells you that his only human form he can turn into is it's, that boy. Yeah, that's strange. Right? The evil entity's influence makes the campers act evil, and the evil entity traps the remaining bears, prompting the now athletic girl to admit her part in the scheme and lose her athleticism. In a final battle between the dark entity and the horse and bear, the other bears and animals are free. And the girl who wanted to be athletic is killed.
1: He's captured all of the Care Bears, and he's like, "You know what? I gotta take a nap right now. So I'm just gonna take a nap because yeah. I'm so tired. Well, you so kn- tired.
2: You know, he did suffer a concussion in the previous scene, <laughs> so I can understand that. like, I'm feeling a little woozy, guys. <laughs> Something's fucked up. I'm turning into different animals. Uh, I gotta lay down. (laughs) Meanwhile, the star can't like open all of the the cages. His little star point arm can only open like one cage. What are we doing here? Right. And here's the other thing. Uh, Stars have five points. (laughs) Why (laughs) he's like, well, he can't open all of it with that one arm. Good thing he's got four others. Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah. This is all happening in, in
1: some strange area of the camp where there's like a dungeon full of riches. Where did these riches come from? Where did these treasures right. come from? Yeah. What is this cave? Where did, yeah. What's happening yeah. here? Again, where are the adults? <laughs> and then the devil's brilliant plan is to take the kids and entrap them in a, a chandelier. Full of right. full of frozen feelings? What is yeah, that for? Yeah. What does the kid who's watching this understand about decorative lighting? How, what does that even mean <laughs> to a child? Right. It's like Superman 2 when the, their souls are trapped in that piece of glass and they're like, oh, we're trapped in a piece of glass. Oh, I'm trapped in a chandelier.
2: Who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. Seriously. Right. The evil entity regrets killing the girl who wanted to be athletic and asks the bears and animals to help bring her back. The bears, the animals, the twins, and even the audience prove how much they care, and the girl who wanted to be athletic comes back to life, and the evil entity becomes a real boy. That is the most disgusting part of the
1: movie when they basically look into the camera and say, we've got to save Christy. Say how much you care. It's such a Peter Pan Tinkerbell yeah.
2: ripoff. Right. It's it's vile. Yeah. It looks so much like a televangelist that it's not like the, you got to believe. You got to <laughs> have the spirit. Reaching out like, come on. I can hear you say it. Uh, have faith in Christ and you can bring your friends back from the dead. So mawkish. So lazy. I want him to be like, it wasn't enough. Christie's dead. <laughs> yeah. I guess you kids didn't care enough.
1: And then Darkheart's like, uh, I'm a boy. I'm human. Now we get shades of fucking Pinocchio.
2: Right. Is there any
1: originality
2: in this film whatsoever? Then everybody goes for a swim in the lake together. And that's the end. <laughs> Grumpy Bear's like, I'm naked here in this water. Why are you even, you're a bear.
1: Why are you even you're wearing? You're all naked. Yeah. Why are you wearing swimsuits? Yeah. I mean, you've been naked for the entire movie, right? What do you care? What, yeah. what difference does it make? Suddenly, they have some sort of fucking modesty, like. And then God comes
2: back as the star and sort of encourages us all at the end. He's like, "Caring is right. great. Thank you, God." Yeah, he comes back like Sam Elliott at the end of fucking Big Lebowski, <laughs> just to wrap everything up. <laughs> but yeah, so there was more of a uh, more structure to this story than the first one. As sh- sloppy as it was, there was some kind of origin story, right? Although take, I will say, I take issue with the title, "A New Generation." It's the same generation you already f- yeah. met in the other movie, it, only they're babies, it's the and fir- then you watch them it's the, grow f- up. It's the first generation, really. Right. Yeah. So
1: it's the, o- it's the only generation.
2: Right. We yeah. never
1: meet another generation.
2: No. We're not sure. Th- these bears can't reproduce. So what <laughs> are we talking about? That's what I'm saying, that a bear and a horse came up with all these babies. I'm like, what did you have to do I to sta- make all I these babies? I stared
1: at the screen when I was done, sort of. My mouth agape. I said to myself, please, let let the next movie
2: fill me with more of a caring warmth. Oh, boy. The third movie is The Care Bears Adventure in Wonderland. 1987. The bears and animals are visited by an old rabbit from a wacky land who needs help finding their princess to stop an evil wizard from taking over the wacky land. The bears and animals search the world for the princess, but only find a girl who looks remarkably similar to the princess and decide to use her as an imposter. That whole thing is a bit confusing because they're canvassing the world, looking for the princess. That
1: whole scene Yeah It was nonsense Then they find someone Who looks like the princess And they're like You know what We'll just go with The stand-in instead Fuck the real princess Right Let's go with the stand-in You had to realize That the real princess Wouldn't be on Earth She's in Wonderland somewhere So were you
2: always Looking for a stand-in What's going on here Right And I just assumed That 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 actually Was the princess And somehow she forgot And that was gonna be You know Exactly right Me too That whole fucking scene With the Have you seen this girl Has anybody seen this girl yeah, and they're flying to fucking like Egypt and all these places that you've never ever seen in a Care Bears movie before right. and like the Sphinx is shaking its head no at him and shit like what the fuck is going on how about like, this use your magic telescope where you've been a voyeur right, the entire time right. and just look for <laughs> use the telescope they share her the picture and she's like he's so pretty like she looks exactly like you you yeah. vain bitch the bears the animals and the similar looking girl travel to the wacky land where they get directions from a caterpillar traffic cop and are attacked by robots who are quickly defeated. I
1: just don't know how the robots figure into this story at oh, all. God, no. I mean, Alice in Wonderland is a sort of fantasy thing. Yeah. Suddenly there are fucking robots. Yeah. Where did, they, where did that come from? A sci-fi <laughs> they're, they're, they're
2: playing real fast and loose with this adaptation.
1: Uh, they really are, because Alice in Wonderland isn't trippy enough.
2: Let's change it and make it even fucking weirder and stranger. It's like the Mario Brothers movie. Where you're like, well, there's all the characters that I love, but none of the other shit that I love. (laughs) Sure. A rapping cat appears and splits the group into two, sending one group to the palace and one group to find an insane haberdasher who knows where the missing princess is. The similar girl is captured by the wizard, who explains his plan to rule the wacky land and make it less wacky. Prompting her to flee, and ends up meeting the queen, who quickly accepts the similar girl as her daughter, knowing she is not. I like the wizard's plans for Wonderland. They, they make, make complete sense. They make sense. Wonderland he's, is
1: wildly inefficient. He's going to fix the traffic problems. Oh my god! It makes somebody sense has to, me. to really. You're basically trading one monarchy for another. Right. So go for it. Yeah. And we don't even really have any sense of what the line of succession is here. What is the wizard a cousin or something? If the princess isn't made the princess. Why is he then going to be in charge of Wonderland? Right. And why is the queen abdicating her throne like Just decide not to. Yeah, in the middle of her life. She's still alive. Yeah, right.
2: what's this about? It's very like Aladdin, like he's Jafar, you know what I mean? Oh, he's absolutely a combination of Jafar and Gargamel. That's how I saw this (laughs) guy. Meanwhile, with the help of the insane haberdasher, the other group is able to find the real princess trapped by a giant beast. The group shows the beast some love and he helps them get to the palace. On the day of the princess's coronation, the wizard suggests the similar girl go through a test to prove she is the princess. With the help of the bears and animals, the similar girl passes most of the test, but must make flowers bloom with her touch as the final test. I'm going to stop you
1: right there. This princess test is the most half-assed bullshit I've ever seen. First of all, wasn't the idea of her playing croquet on an Australian flamingo while balancing a a series of tea saucers enough of a test? We think that's the test. And she passed it. Right. Even after the wizard creates like a miniature golf course thing that she can't possibly get past, we're like, all right, that's the queen.
2: Well, luckily, Paul Hogan the flamingo helped (laughs) out. (laughs)
1: Exactly. She passed the test. And the wizard's like, oh, no, there's an additional test. Oh, fuck off.
2: Yeah, and her on the fucking rock path like that, I kept thinking of The Last Crusade, like, where he has to go through <laughs> to get to the grail. <laughs> Kneel! Like, She's going the penitent man, yeah. penitent, penitent man. I was just waiting for one of the Care Bears to be like, oh, but in Latin,
1: Jehovah begins with an eye. <laughs> like, the movie's only got, like, ten minutes to go, and you're like, princess
2: test? And suddenly she's like three-quarters of the way up the mountain. It seems like they're making it up as they go along, but that couldn't possibly be true because they're animating.
1: Chester Cheetah, oh, I'm sorry. The Cheshire Cat returns (laughs) with a rap. Yeah. We get a unicorn. What is happening here?
2: Fucking DJ Scat Cat over here. (laughs) (laughs) The real princess and the similar girl switch places, and the princess makes the flowers bloom prompting the wizard to reveal that he kidnapped the real princess. He gets to the end of his rope and he's like, look, I kidnapped the real princess.
1: This can't be the prince. Then he strangely jabs his arm into his mouth to like stop himself from talking. Like he loses (laughs) his mind here.
2: The giant beast then arrives and the wizard looks at him and goes insane (laughs) and is arrested. Literally what happens, you're like, what the fuck just happened? He made eye contact with the Jabberwocky and lost his fucking mind. Oh, you mean Stan? Yes, Stan. (laughs) It's easier
1: to say. Eminem had a song called Stan. Yeah. Same idea, same plot. Right. Same
2: plot. Yeah, yeah. Come to think of it, his name was... It was you. Damn. The real princess is crowned queen and sends the similar girl, the bears, and the animals back home. That's it. Whew. Makes you want to really watch Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Or The Wizard of Oz. Or anything
1: else. Yeah. Anything else. There are people that are like, you know what? Alice in Wonderland is cool, but if I could combine it with The Wizard of Oz and add in a bunch of just personality bears, I'd have the perfect fucking movie. Yeah. So. And that
2: man should have been sent to a mental <laughs> hospital, whoever that was.
1: All right, so those are the plots of The Care Bears, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You don't even have to watch these movies now. You you know the whole breakdown. Really? Scott telling you the plots is just as entertaining as you watching these hour and 15-minute movies it's yourself. If not more so. Seriously, they are. I... You know what? There's no logical reason for you to now be like, you know what? I need to watch the movies.
2: Unless you're doing some sort of uh, podcast where you cover trilogies. Uh, I can't understand why anyone would watch this.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. As I mean, an adult man.
2: We have to do the work. Yes. We've got to dig yes. the ditches. Yeah, And so here we are. It's, it's a tough job, but somebody's, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do
1: it. Why don't we get into a little Vinformation? Vinformation? Hit it, Billy. Vinformation. All right, so let's start off with the Care Bears movie. It's one of the first films that's actually based on a toy line. And the Rainbow Bright movie would follow. So Mm. this started the ball rolling in a huge way. Right. Okay? The Care Bears were actually owned by the American Greetings Company, which is like the second biggest greeting card company after Hallmark in the world. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just found that out too. Yeah, they used the Care Bears as part of their card line. Yeah. Which is pretty strange. people went nuts for the cards? Yeah. And
2: then... I don't, yeah.
1: As if when Hallmark came out with that, those old lady cards where the old ladies being cantankerous, they made a movie based upon it. You know the ones I mean where it's Wait, like, yeah, yeah. my boobs are falling down and happy birthday, whatever the <laughs> fuck, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just trying to think of other greeting card characters. Tits are hanging to my knees <laughs> <Where>? and congratulations <laughs> on the new baby. <laughs> where, where's that movie, for God's sake? <laughs> yeah. Um, so American Greetings, <laughs> own the characters. Where's that movie? <laughs> we need that movie. <laughs> and they wind up financing the film along with General Mills, the cereal company. Sure. So this should give you a, a sense of, you know,
2: now that's a good question. Why is there no, like, Count Chocula the movie? Wait.
0: Is there? The monster cereals Count Chocula, Dragonberry, and Booberry present <laughs> Count Chocula Goes to Hollywood.
1: Those... Corporate entities decided on a company called Nelvana, a Canadian animation company, which was really failing to this point to make these films. Yeah. Now, Nelvana is kind of an interesting company. They created Inspector Gadget. Are you familiar with the Star Wars Holiday Special? Oh, yes. They produced the Faithful Wookiee sketch, which introduced Boba Fett to the world three years before The Empire Strikes Back. That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, they that also- was the animated section. Right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. I mentioned these because these are trilogies as well. They also um, created the droids and Ewoks cartoons. Right. Which yeah, were, yeah, Which were popular at the time. Clifford, Babar, and... That scene in The Three Amigos where they're sitting around the campfire and they're singing that song and the horses start singing along, they created
2: that animation. They animated the horse mouse? (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right, so Nelvana's doing some weird shit. Down the road, they even wound up producing a couple of real movies. Malice with um, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I remember that. Which is really hardcore. Yeah. If you don't like my jokes, don't laugh. If you have a medical opinion, please speak up and speak up loud. But if you ever again tell me or my surgical staff that we're going to lose a patient, I'm going to take out your lungs with a fucking ice cream scoop. A far cry from the Care Bears. Also,
2: I care about you. (laughs) (laughs) I am God. I am a giant star in the sky with a face. I am God.
1: (laughs) Scott, this was the highest grossing Canadian film of 1985, which I don't know if that's quite an honor. Eh. as I can't name another movie from Canada in 1985. It was also the highest-grossing animated film of 85, and for a while, the highest-grossing non-Disney animated film of all time, until it was beaten out a couple of years later by American Tail. It was only made for $2 million, and it made $34 million globally, $23 million in the United States. The music in this film was remarkably by Carol King. Two songs. Yes. By Carol King. Who's a legend? Right. Talk about like needing a paycheck, I guess, right? Jesus, yeah. And John Sebastian did the rest of the songs and he wrote the Welcome Back Cotter song, which was not only, you know, a cool theme song, but was it was a hit. Was a chart topping hit at the time. Right. Yeah. Where they would take the theme songs from sitcoms and
2: Release them. Yeah. You yeah. know? I mean, shit, we're turning fucking greeting cards into movies, so I guess there's no <laughs> rules anymore. <laughs> I guess
1: so. Why not, right? <laughs> Even the song Home is is in Your Heart had Harry Dean Stanton yes, s- singing it, the right? the singing
2: voice of the lion, of Braveheart,
1: the lion. And, I mean, and we talked about Harry Dean Stanton. The guy's been in, like, every film of the last 40 years. Yeah. I mean, there couldn't be a more prolific actor, for God's right. sake.
2: Yeah. Well, I have a
1: rock in the cave below. Just perfect for the movie received mixed reviews. Remarkably. You would think it would receive terrible reviews, but I, there just wasn't much for kids at the time. There weren't many family movies that were out. Right. Then you got Care Bears Movie 2, A New Generation, Nelvana again. Rather than Samuel Goldwyn distributing it, Columbia yeah. grabbed it because they wanted to make a buck. This one was made for a little bit more, 3.4 million, only made 12 million globally, 8.5 domestically. So it made a profit, but it wasn't the monster that the first movie was. Right. The music is not by Carol King like <laughs> before. It's by some people you've never heard of. One of them is a guy named Stephen Bishop who did a lot of movie songs. Yeah. Including the Animal House theme, songs for Mickey and Maud from The Money Pit, and one of my favorite ballads, Separate Lives from White Knights which moves me to this day. What's funny is this movie faced a lot of competition from another commercial movie at the time, the GoBots movie, which actually blew it out of the water. And the sad thing is the GoBots, even though they came before the Transformers, are really a pale fucking imitation yeah. of the
2: transformers i remember like go-bots. a like a
1: poor man's transformer
2: yeah yeah
1: like when they transformed you still s- kind of saw the car like in, yeah. in the head <laughs> yeah like it was the, the transformation didn't happen all the yeah. way It still <laughs> it
2: wasn't as smooth
1: it wasn't smooth <laughs> at all
0: Gobots battle of the rock wars have them. There'll be no miraculous escape this time.
1: This movie got terrible critical reviews, the second movie. Like so many trilogies we covered, even with respect to the Care Bears, you lose a lot when you take away the originality of the first movie and right. you you have just kind of a pale imitation in the second movie. Yeah. At this point there were other movies that were starting to appeal to children. A year later other film companies were capitalizing on the Care Bears, so there were other options. Sure. You know. And then finally you've got the Care Bears Adventure in Wonderland. Oh boy. I have less and less to say about each of these movies because, you know, the first movie kind of tells the tale of all three movies. These are sure. advertisements. Yeah, made cheaply and quickly. Yeah, and whereas the first one got lucky and made a buck, the other two did not get lucky. No cereal commercials, none of that bullshit, and this was a not successful at
2: all. No money from Big Cereal.
1: <laughs> exactly, it made you know they made it for five million. It only made. You know, six million. They barely made their money back. Yeah.
2: This one looks the
1: cheapest. Yeah. You know what? And there were a lot of tie ins. They try to do the same thing. They're having Care Bears show up at malls, daycare centers, parades, just trying to keep the Care Bears relevant at the time.
0: Well, I bet a lot of the kids are going to recognize this next float, a 42-foot rainbow, a crescent moon with a bedtime bear being rocked to sleep, and a wonderful turreted castle. They're all part of this imaginative Care Bears float furnished by American Greetings. And joining the Care
2: Bears in this fantasy scene is a young woman who is really living her own fantasy this year. It's the lovely Miss America 1986.
1: Nobody cares. It got mixed reviews. John Sebastian, the Welcome Back Cotter Guy, returned to do the music, and Natalie Cole sings the first song, which I don't know how they got her. Yeah. but She must have owed
2: them a favor or something. And that
1: spelled the end of the trilogy. There were many um, TV versions of the Care Bears, both before but especially after this trilogy happened. Yeah. The Care Bears TV show existed for just many years, up almost to 1990, okay? Yeah. And most of the voice actors overlap between these movies and the TV shows. It's all part of this big Nelvana crew. Right. All right. Of of voiceover actors that wound up being involved in tons of like 80s Saturday morning cartoons and movies based on already existing properties that they made into cartoons. Right. Which is kind of a good transition for me into the actors that were in all three of these movies. This should be quick. It's very quick. There's only four of them. (laughs) They're voiceover actors. Okay. But there's some funny little connections here. Right. Bob Dermer played Grumpy Bear. Right. Boy, we'll never forget his awesome vocalization. (laughs) I'm Grumpy, okay. (laughs) But when I was a kid, there was a show on Nickelodeon called Today's Special that was about a mannequin where if you put on his hat, he lived. Yeah, yeah. He did the uh, he provided the voice and did the puppetry for the security guard, who was a main character on today's special. Oh, okay. Kind of neat. Today's
0: special. Shout it loud and clear. Today's special.
1: Dan Hennessy was Braveheart Lion in all of these and was in so many like Nelvana shows. I'm going to give you a list here because this also will kind of give us a sense of how many Nelvana properties there were. So we're talking about
2: ALF, oh, wow. the
1: ALF cartoon, yeah, I that. the Super Mario World cartoon, some trilogies in here. The Free Willy cartoon. Oh. The RoboCop cartoon. He played RoboCop in the RoboCop cartoon.
2: Oh. Yep. The Mad
1: Balls cartoon. Oh, my God. I loved
2: Mad Balls. The Garbage Pail Kids cartoon. Oh, I love the Garbage Pail Kids. Oh,
1: wait, another trilogy. The Bill and Ted cartoon. I love Bill and Ted. And he played Ruckus in the X-Men cartoon.
2: We took you apart once, Ruckus, and we can do it again. That was when you had your mutant powers. And since we aren't affected, I
1: think you better watch your mouth. Just to wrap it up, um, Jim Henshaw was Tenderheart in all three movies and played Wicket in the Ewoks cartoon. Oh. And this woman named Marla Lakofsky who played Good Luck Bear in some of these movies and then wound up playing The Monkey in some of the other movies. Oh, The Care Bear Cousin. Right. She was an actor in the Mr. T and Tina television show, which was like Mr. T's attempt at another show after the A-Team went off the air where him and a woman named Tina were like investigators. (laughs) And it was like a syndicated show, and it kind of bombed. Yeah. But I mention it because it's Mr. T, and it's another like relic of sure. the 80s. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And she played like a reporter trying to get this the scoop. And, and he, is. of
2: course, played Mr. Mr. T. T.
1: <laughs> All right, my friends. So Vinformation is over, and now it's time for us to talk about the little details in each of these three movies.
2: Fantastic.
1: And the first one, of course, is going to be the Care Bears movie.
0: So follow me and let me take you away. Well. If you think nobody cares Nobody cares Nobody cares like a bear
2: Mr. Cherrywood is definitely a pedophile.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a molester. I have that down. Let's just start there. Yep, I have it on the top of my notes here. Mr. Cherrywood... Is a drunk, a drunken molester.
2: (laughs) He's got the little girl sitting on his lap to tell the story. He's like, Your
1: prayers are over. It's (laughs) time for Mr. Cherrywood to come in. Say your prayers. Ew. (laughs) The kids are like, Mr. Cherrywood? No. He comes in (laughs) juggling? How is that a good thing to do when you want your kids to go to bed juggling?
2: Yeah, that's my favorite magic trick, by the way, (laughs) juggling. Um, And
1: now, Mr. Cherrywood is played by Mickey Rooney, everybody. Yes. Who's not only just a a film (laughs) legend, but a trilogy superstar Uh you can find him in a night at the museum
0: good night children sweet dreams mrs cherrywood isn't mr cherrywood going to (laughs) us in oh he'll be along don't you worry i hope i'm not too late they've been asking for you mr cherrywood look sharp everyone watch the balls all righty here we go a one a two a three and then Thank you, thank you, and uh, thank you. Now off to sleep to dream of and, and jugglers. And remember, I want to you in the morning.
2: Right at the top of this, you've got this old man who's about to tell the story of the Care Bears, and it's like if you've watched the show, you already know like (laughs) like, here's a story you already heard before but i'm going to tell it to you again He tells
1: it like it's some legend that all kids would know let me tell you the story about the care bears what the fuck are you talking
2: about (laughs) yeah yeah and then it transitions into this opening montage there's a couple of parts of it that that just i was cracking up there's the one who's holding the fucking telescope the little star telescope but the way he's holding it is like a bat (laughs) and he's like pointing to the bears like hey hey Look at those kids over there. Like, let's hit them in the head with this thing. <laughs> let's discuss the optics of that telescope. It's shaped
1: like a star, but the eye hole is a heart. How is that How is that effective? How is that a good telescope? You can't see what anything. What do you see? I don't know. I can't see fucking shit. This <laughs> it's ridiculous. You got a star conducting traffic? What's going on in Carolot? We have no sense of what Carolot is. What's going on there? Yeah, is this heaven? Are th- are these bears <laughs> yes. in heaven? They're on clouds. Are these? Yeah. And then it's like, well, they're he- in heaven, so the parents have to look to their kids and be like, they're
2: dead. Yeah, these bears are dead. Essentially, I mean, even at the end of this movie, when the Care Bear cousins get their little their belly brands, it's it reminded me of fucking It's a Wonderful Life, where Clarence earns his wings, and I'm like, <laughs> they're essentially angels. Yeah. Well, you look about like the kind of an angel I'd get.
0: Sort of fallen angel, aren't you? What happened to your
2: wings? You got him driving the fucking cloud car and the one bear falls in his lap like he's going to ride his dick. This is exactly why the Care Bears don't have genitals, right? <laughs> it's because these questions aren't supposed to come up, but yeah. they keep putting them in situations where you're like, that seemed vaguely sexual. Maybe it, that was the stuff for the adults and I'd people like just to, missed it. I'd like to add, though, that these are Care Bears.
1: At no point in time do these creatures ever act like Bears. No. When they get to the Forest of Feelings, at least the animals there kind of act like
2: those animals. Like swinging in the trees yeah, and stuff. they're never like bears. It's also like whenever these kids meet these bears, none of them are like, oh
0: shit, a, a bear. A fucking
2: bear. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, come with us. They're always like, oh, okay.
0: I'm a bear. I can kill
2: you, maul you, rip your face off, and, and eat you. And I won't even go to jail, you know, because cause, uh, cause, cause I'm a bear.
1: We should also mention, since we're just talking about actors in it, that another famous name does a a bear's voice. Georgia Engel plays one of the bears, and she's famous from the Mary Tyler Moore Show and from Everybody Loves Raymond. You and I would know her, though, because we're big Office fans, as the old lady that Erin winds up
2: taking care of when she's down in Florida. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: George Angle. She's pretty famous, actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I so. mean, you could even tell in that Office episode, they're like, you're a voice actress, aren't yeah. you? Cause, cause yeah. Because she's playing older in well, that, too. She's
1: famous for having that very specific kind of like... Old lady yeah. voice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. No, she's a pretty big deal in the 70s. Yeah.
1: So they got her and, and Rooney needlessly. It doesn't matter. A three-year-old has no idea what they're listening to, so what fucking difference does it make right is a three-year-old gonna turn to their mom and be like i heard mickey rooney's in this fucking movie let's
0: go watch it mom Come, <laughs> Right. who cares yeah. Yeah. be anybody hi millhouse the studio sent me to talk to you being a former child star myself and the number one box office
2: draw from 1939 through 1940 so they meet these kids who as uh, parents are dead and they're glum about that and they're like huh just cheer the fuck up it's like well my our parents are dead so why don't you back <laughs> off but like the kids really are little pieces of shit when yeah. they first meet them. Yeah. They are talking about it, they're like they're like, oh, you don't know anything about us. It's like, well, that's what I do. I know that she likes this and you like, you like these things. And the kid has this face on where he goes, You've been snooping around, I'll fucking kill you. You know all my <laughs> shit? What do you sleep in my house? I wrote down, these bears know a little too much about these kids.
0: I always feel like
1: We get to the circus with Fettuccini, who we've already talked about, right? And 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 the boy, what's the boy's name? Nicholas. Nicholas. He says, "I'd do anything for someone to like me." I wanted the book to be like, "Chop off your dick."
2: (laughs) (laughs) The book gets overly sexual. Okay, there's a. He's like, he's like, I know how you can get more friends, (laughs) and it's just immediately like, you can bang me. (laughs) Put your dick in my book mouth. I love that when he meets the book. And, like, he's like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. Like, that's what you think. And she, like, blasts him with something, and he just falls into a trunk. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> but not even like the trunk closes on him. It's like, like, oh, like, ah, take that. I made you kind of fall into a trunk slightly. <laughs> I made you stumble into a container.
1: I wrote down, why doesn't the book just kill these children?
2: My
0: wife and I brought the book to
2: this cabin
1: where I could get undisturbed. It is through the recitation of the book's passages. That this is given license to the living. You have to really question what Caralot is. I turned to Amy and I was like, There's no infrastructure here. What's where are the jobs? What are people doing up here? What is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where do people sleep? Where do they eat? What is this? We found out later in the second and third movie, we get a better sense of it. But in the first one, they don't even bother to explain it. They're like, this is Care-A-Lot. Yeah. The Care-Meter reminded me a little bit of uh, Ghostbusters 2, where they're gauging how like loving the city is. Right. Uh, and the uh, anger makes the slime stronger. Yeah, that, and, it yeah. reminded me of that, honestly. Yeah. Why do so many trilogies come back to the Ghostbusters 2 movie? I, I feel like we've <laughs> talked about it like five <laughs> times. It's true. Somehow, we always <laughs> circle back to Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> or uh, Billy Joel.
2: Yeah, really. It's like we were stuck on Adam Sandler. For like six episodes Yay. in a row. <laughs> Hello. Yay-o! You got the uh, Nobody Cares Like a Bear song. Yeah. And uh, for one, some reason or another, that one bear turns into fucking Liza Minnelli <laughs> with the top hat <laughs> and the tails doing this whole dance. And you're like, I don't know what's happening. Why, does, why was any of this necessary?
1: Speaking of songs, when they have the song Home Is In Your Heart, Jason and Kim singing it, and they sound terrible
2: they just (laughs) sound terrible their their voices are awful they're off tune every one of these child actors sucks they really they really do their laughs are terrible it's always like fucking you get this kid nicholas when he's evil sounds like paulie walnuts no offense but you ever had yourself checked for
0: tourette's what tourette's syndrome seriously (laughs)
1: <laughs> the Care Bears belly symbols are like a rainbow, a heart, but then they kind of like run out things that are like a cupcake, a yeah. milkshake.
2: <laughs> what? What does that have to do with yeah. anything? Oh, milkshake bear. <laughs> what, what is his personality, though?
0: <laughs> Goddamn, it's a pretty fucking good milkshake.
1: If I got to hear the expression Care Bear Stare one more time, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Yeah, like to throw
2: them down the Care Bear stairs. Yeah. you know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> <laughs> I liked it when they got to the evil circus that the magician kid had made, like, very evil, and there was graffiti everywhere. <laughs> they wrote over the tunnel of love, a tunnel of hate. Yeah. I just thought that was really funny. And meanwhile, how big is this funhouse? They're walking across this bridge like it's... And Lord of the Rings. Like, it's a bottomless pit beneath them. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a trailer funhouse.
2: <laughs>
1: you
0: shall not
2: pass! He's talking to the book, and the book is, like, losing its mind. Like, no, you must teach them a lesson. A lesson for the town. A lesson for the people. A lesson for everyone. And the kid has this reaction, like, wait, what? Like... <laughs> Wait, what happened to you? Like, why? Why are you trying to get revenge? Uh, on I, I feel like you might be keeping something from me, and now I'm a little distrustful of you. Like, for the first time, this kid is like, this book might not have my best interest at heart. Kids like, I just wanted to do a card trick.
0: <laughs> what are, right, we, what yeah. are we
2: talking about here? Just wanted some friends. That's all.
1: <laughs> and then later, you know, the bears and the animals shoot the the stare at him. Mm-hmm. The animals are like, if we make noises. It's like the you know the the care bear stare like we can focus our our love in the same way but some of the animals like don't make noises like the raccoon looks over at the rabbit and they're like what the fuck are we supposed to do we don't even we don't even <laughs> yeah. make noises what yeah. Meanwhile, a raccoon, that is the most bootleg animal. It's not a jungle animal. It doesn't do anything. It's a dirty scavenger. Why is there a Care Bears raccoon? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Don't call me
2: a raccoon! You were talking before about the tunnel of hate. Yeah, I love the, it. says right after that, one of the other graffitis in the background says, now appearing, and someone just wrote, who, who cares? cares? I wrote it too. <laughs> I saw it too. <laughs> and I was like, that's the funniest that's part awesome. of the fucking movie. I, I
0: saw it too. That's awesome. Actual
2: humor. What a concept.
0: <laughs> Funny how. I mean, what's funny about? It? <laughs> yeah, Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. Oh, oh, Anthony, he's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how. I love though
2: when Mr. Fettuccini, you know, wakes up. He's been asleep for like a week or something under that, that sleeping spell that he put him under. And he wakes up, and like, kid is like, big hint that it's Canadian. He's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Fettuccini." <laughs> like, and then I love too. You get at the end. The kid is reformed, right? The book is gone. He's a good kid. And they're doing the magic show where he, for some reason, Mr. Fettuccini has lost his fucking mind and is like, you're the lead act, and I'll stand in the wings. Come on. Like, and he's doing, he's doing a trick at the end. He turns a set of cards into a bird, right? It's, it's literally fucking sorcery. And I was waiting for it to be like, it turns out, I kept the book. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Like, <laughs> I tricked you all. It's all about real magic, not sleight of hand. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, in the audience... You've got you've got the kids who are now have parents. Yeah. And one kid turns to the other and goes, Aren't parents great? That's one of the most
1: outrageous lines of this movie. <laughs> Aren't parents great?
2: Aren't parents uh, great? Seriously,
1: fuck off. <laughs> They're the best. Okay.
2: If like as if every kid walking yeah. out of this movie was like, Mom, Dad, I really appreciate now. I really you appreciate it
1: because you taught me how to care. Right. So yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, me too. That's all I got. Yeah. Fuck that first movie. Yeah. Let's move on to the next movie. Okay. Okay. Uh, Care Bears movie two, A New Generation.
0: Do you like me? I like you. I like
1: you. Do you like me? I
0: like you. I like you. Do you like me? I like you. I like you. Do you, like I like you, I like you. Does anybody like me? Everybody likes.
1: You know, the ship that they're on in the ocean early on, it just yeah. doesn't seem
2: seaworthy. It's just, it's, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's it's a small,
1: it's not really a galleon. It's yeah. very small.
2: There's something I like about their ship, though. It's, it's weird because it's got like the star mast and a cloud thing. And I'm like, and, I don't know, something looks cool And about then it. Though, when
1: heart appears, they brace his mouth open with a stick like they do the Rancor in Return of the Jedi. Right, yeah. That's the classic thing to do. When you encounter a big beast or a dragon that's about to bite you, throw a stick in its mouth. It won't know it won't know what to do. It can't bite down. It's like what's happening here? I've never encountered a stick yeah, before. It never occurred to them. Can't break a stick. Stick
2: up. <laughs> this song where they introduce all the characters and like the babies and stuff and the magic of my color put its power on you yeah and you have baby grumpy and he has a whole line like does anybody like me i hope they really like me and the (laughs) the thing is like everybody likes you like that's a terrible lesson to these (laughs) children not everybody (laughs) likes you okay this misuse of the word
1: caring that pops up in all three of these movies Like, when they get to the camp, the fact that these three kids aren't good at sports doesn't mean no one cares about them. Right. That has nothing to do with caring. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, people fuck with them. The one kid bullies them. That doesn't mean that, like, no one cares about us. Right. That's just life, bitch. You're only good at marbles. Suck it up. Right. Do arts and crafts. That's what the kids that aren't good at sports do at camp. Arts and crafts. Make an ashtray. Okay, listen up, everybody. Turn up your volumes. Announcement. I got good news.
0: We're extending arts and crafts time by four hours today.
2: I like they look down to and they see these kids they're like, What should we do? And, like, and it's you know, the fucking true heart and noble heart, the horse, uh, the two like granddaddies or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, What should we do? And the one's like, I think we should help them. But it's what like, I think we should go back to bed. We have fucking <laughs> 18 babies to care for. I'm exhausted. Are you kidding? We're gonna We're
1: responsible for the world. Why is this camp our primary issue right now?
2: <laughs> right, yeah. There was a circus. Now it's a camp. The bully kid tells the, tells her, if you can't keep up, just leave. It's camp, dude. Yeah, I can't go what, anywhere. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> just leave.
0: No counselors, no rules, and no parents.
2: She'd be gone for eight weeks? Yes! Camp Nowhere. Oh, and one of the bears at one point, does the Care Bear stare to rescue the twins and bring them up to the clouds with them? Yeah. And it's true heart, I believe, closes his eyes when he does it. And that's the first time you've seen someone do the Care Bear stare with their eyes closed. Uh-huh. And, it, and it grossed me out. It can't be a stare
1: if you're not using your eyes. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. They're like, now it, it perturbed me. See, like, like, I turned to Amy.
1: I was like, you can't stare with your stomach. The word stare involves eyes. Yeah. Words mean things.
2: <laughs> Maybe they just mean different things in Canada. Uh, I don't know. Fuck
1: Canada!
0: Hey, fuck
2: you, buddy. I like, too, she's, she's bitching about not being athletic, right? Yeah. And she's like, well, at least I'm good at marbles. And she shoots the marble, and it bounces off a bunch of stuff, and she catches it in her hand. was <laughs> like, wouldn't it be perfect? And <laughs> She goes, at least I'm good at marbles. Ding, ding, ding. And then right back into her eyeball. Yeah. She's like, oh, Jesus. It's uh, like, wow, oh, I'm not even good at that. Okay. Marbles. Marbles? Marbles. So this is the Godfather reference I wanted to bring up. Go. Um, so Christy meets Darkheart in the woods and, yeah. and gets, you know, she wants to be athletic. He makes the wish happen. Her Faustian Yeah. Plan. But immediately tells her, like, someday I will come back and need a favor <laughs> from you. And you will have to answer. And I started to realize the person version of Darkheart, is just a low-level mob guy. Yeah. He's wearing a fucking tracksuit. He's talking about favors, <laughs> about how he's gonna come back and need a favor. <laughs> and then, like, he's like, she's like, oh, I did a cartwheel. He's like, yeah, yeah cartwheels with nothing. I can do much more for you than a yeah. cartwheel. You wanna see cartwheels? I'll
1: show you a cartwheel. <laughs> he's like, you wanna be the boss of this camp? I can make that happen. You'll be the camp champ. <laughs> I just wanna run faster. That's and then, all. like, it slows down and it's like, just remember, I'll come back to you for a favor and you better be prepared yeah. to. Enzo.
0: Someday. And that day may never come. I'll call upon you to do a service for me.
2: So the twins catch up with Christy. They're like, oh, why are you running away? She's like, who's running away? Not me. And it's weird like, uh, no, but that's like literally what you just did. I mean, though? we just watched you, you run ran away. away. Yeah. Like, how could you possibly deny we <laughs> caught you running away? We found you in the woods away after you ran. So Oh, another point of actual humor that I enjoyed was they're getting things ready at the uh at Carolot. Right. And Grumpy walks in carrying this enormously long bread. Yeah, that, like is, that is a huge bread. Yeah, and they're walking by, and they're like, oh, everything's taking so long. And then bringing up the rear end of, of that long bread is is, is, is grumpy, grumpy again. And he's like, well, that's because I'm doing double duty. And they're like, okay, that was fucking funny. Five, five dollar,
0: five
1: dollar okay, so Dark Heart's presence has taken over the camp now, right? Yes. And just like we saw, like, how at the circus in the first movie, how the kids are just wiling out. At the camp, bedlam has occurred. And you see this montage of like... Kids uprooting trees, just pulling trees out of the ground. Squirrels are fighting. A moose is angry. What's going on in this camp? Right. Why is the the wilderness
2: uh, yeah. evil now? Yeah. Somehow his presence is just making everybody <laughs> evil. What's well, even? He shows up at one point at the camp, and you just see a scene of two kids run by a cabin, and there's like a decorative mask on the side of it. They grab it, throw it on the ground, and go, hey, yeah. and run away. And Art even laughs to himself, <laughs> like that. he's like, yes, yes. Everything's going perfectly according (laughs) to plan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's around the time when we get the uh, We Care A Lot song. Yeah. I'm telling you, Faith No More had a song called We Care A Lot, which I I can't imagine that they based their song on the Care Bears. But it's too similar for it to be a coincidence. Let's take a listen to these two songs together. (laughs)
2: The lake they set up this trap where christy sits in the middle of the lake screaming for help all the Care Bears come to help her and they all get caught But for some reason there's braveheart who's like i'll go in there because i'm super brave and he jumps into the water and then like has to get out of the water and keeps falling, like he's literally just going up a ladder, and someone's trying to grab his hands and pull them up, and he keeps falling into the water like four times, so they do- they're they not able to do anything to stop yeah. the other bears being taken, because they're too busy trying to pull this dumbass out of the water, and he just can't get out of the fucking lake. And you're like, but it's- this cat is wet. We must get him it's out of there. It's an awful rescue attempt. Every Care Bear shows up, and they just botch
1: it entirely.
2: Yeah. So after, this, after the bears get captured, they're like, we need to have a, a, a Care Bear meeting. Right, like, yeah. we, need, we need to go back to the Hall of Hearts. Which immediately <laughs> thought, like, right. Meanwhile, <laughs> at the Hall of Hearts. <laughs> but they're talking about them like, oh, we've lost so many. Like, like they're talking about like they're fucking dead already. Yeah. like they're gone. It reminded me of the scene in X Men Three. <laughs> <laughs> where after Professor X gets like blown to bits or whatever, and they're all back at the school, like, what are we gonna do now? We're gonna have to close the school and yeah. like all this shit. Like, it just seemed so like melodramatic. They're like, guys, just go get them. Why are you having a meeting about this? To the point yeah. where at the meeting they're like, no one's really even here.
1: Well, just why even have the meeting then? Right.
2: The table's like a third full right yeah. now. There's no need to be in this room.
0: No more meetings. No more. No more meetings!
2: So you got the final battle, and or the, the bear and the horse, yeah. True Heart and Noble Heart, yep. come in, and for some reason I was waiting for it to be like, Oh, look, I see your lesbian grandmother's here. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're going to do the care bear stare. I love this whole thing, too. Like, he's, he's thinking back to what she said to him, of like, Good or bad, you're still a person, like, no, he's not. We've never established he that. He is not a person. He's a shape shifting entity who is nothing but pure fucking evil. Yeah. I mean, it's like stop telling him he's a person.
1: Seriously, I mean, why cut out that scene? It's like, you know what, we gotta get rid of the scene where he possesses this boy. Right. No, keep it in because it justifies the whole ending of this movie. For sure. Yeah. Or write it in. Yeah. Make it a part of the movie. Right. What is this? Uh, yeah. Like, are you confusing the second movie with the first movie where we saw the boy get possessed by the book? Right. We need that for this
2: one. Yeah. Because guess what?
1: These are two separate films. You can't just (laughs) pretend like it's the same thing that happened.
2: And then Christy, when she comes back to life, she opens her eyes for a second and is like still with her eyes open like this. And I'm like, uh uh-oh, Christy's brain dead. Oh, no, yeah. she was she was dead for too long. She was unconscious There's too irreparable
1: long. irreparable damage. Oh, boy. She's, she's dead. Let's see how much the Care Bears care about someone that is brain dead for the next 35 years. <laughs> right. Grumpy's like, pull the plug.
2: <laughs> she can't even play with marbles anymore. Just fucking put a pillow over her face and end this. <laughs>
1: just pull the plug. It's one of the Care Bear rules. Euthanasia is okay.
0: I just want what's best for you, Manushka.
1: And that takes us to the Care Bears Adventure in Wonderland.
0: you know you're gonna shine like the star. You are, you are, you know. The sun's gonna rise in your eyes, even though it's It'll light your way to a brand new day.
1: You got a couple of trilogy superstars. The guy that does the Cheshire Cat was in the movie Look Who's Talking Now. Oh. All right. The guy who does the Caterpillar was a pit boss in Oceans 13. Yay. Hey. And here's a weird one for you video game fans out there. The girl that plays the princess, Allison Court, she does the voice of Claire Redfield in Resident Evil. Oh, hey. and all the okay. Resident Evil video games. So I just thought those were kind of some interesting connections. Yeah.
0: My name's Claire Redfield. I'm looking for a little girl down here. Have you seen her?
1: We see Carolot just as it really exists. You right. know, like it starts off like a, a day, right. begins there.
2: Normal story.
1: There's a bear delivering newspapers. What do you think the news is in Carolot?
2: Caring at an all time high. Yeah, the, like... the, the, the rainbow
1: broke. <laughs> what are we talking about here?
2: At least Carolot has some commerce. Now. Right. It, it seems like it's a town. It's and something not is just going on. clouds. It's a
1: series of slides.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, right.
1: yeah.
0: You're going deeper into your case. Going
2: to find your power animal. Slide. So you got the white rabbit who comes in and claims to be Swiftheart Rabbit's uncle. Yeah. Now, Swiftheart Rabbit was basically created in a lab in the sky. Yeah. So,
0: how the
1: fuck? Does she have an uncle? We don't know the origins of Wonderland in this story. It could be the same kind of, you know, different dimensions. You
2: know why we don't know any of this? Because they didn't tell us any of
0: that.
1: <laughs> they meet up with Alice, right? Grumpy is just so
2: hungry. He wants to eat those cookies. Can, can we just talk about Grumpy Bear for a second? How does he care if he's nothing but a fucking grump? Well. how He's the most useless care bear. Because in the third movie, he doesn't. he's not Grumpy Bear anymore. He's fucking Hungry Bear yeah, the entire time.
0: He's like, oh, I need something
2: to eat. So I'm not so grumpy. Well, like, that's every person alive when they're hungry. <laughs> but yeah. for whatever
1: reason, like in her bedroom, she's got a full like English tea service. She's got a whole
2: cloche. Cookies are on it and everything. What's what's going on here? And, and again, no sign of adults. Does she live in this house by herself? She made this exceptional yeah. breakfast for and herself. And then, and then she could just leave. She's like, all right, I'll go with you. And then they go through the mirror, and then the mirror breaks, and they're trapped in the mirror. And all I could think of was <laughs> another trilogy we covered, Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Yes. Where they're going through the mirror, mirror and she's and it's... dragging Satan through the mirror. And grabbing and... him by
1: his hand. And... Yeah,
2: the big daddy Satan hand, yeah. <laughs> reaching for her little little hand.
1: I wrote down, there are other mirrors. Like, that mirror broke, but like go to the bathroom. <laughs> right? Look into that
2: mirror. Right, that was just a normal mirror in her yeah. house. It wasn't like... <laughs> well, some special mirror. <laughs> right. Go look at the... Th- there's many mirrors yeah. any- everywhere. Go next door, knock on their door, and see if you can just jump <laughs> through their mirror real quick. Like...
1: I mean, it's ridiculous.
2: It's like looking in a mirror on only- the... Not. And they're falling into Wonderland. Grumpy's falling, still hungry.
1: Passing a lot of weird things. To the point where then they get down there and that Wonderland song begins. And it's very oh, reminiscent yeah. of, like, Strawberry Fields Forever. It's totally. like,
2: wonder- Fucking yellow submarine all it of a really sudden. Is.
1: Yeah. It's very fucking trippy. Yes. I mean, look. And then they start to really rip off Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Like, Dim and Dumb, the, the henchmen of The Wizard, are Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah. From Alice in Wonderland. That's and exactly who they are.
2: A great double performance by Patton Oswalt. Do you have any Hobbit clothing that I could purchase?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of uh, having a picnic out in Merkwood, and I need a sturdy pair of pantaloons!
2: They show you the Caterpillar, speaking of the Wonderland yeah. adaptation. rip off. The Caterpillar, who f- very famously... Is supposed to be smoking. Is a drug right? addict. Is a drug addict. He's sitting smoking opium. In and this the, one, he's directing traffic. He's a
0: cop. What yeah. the
2: fuck is that about? Fucking narc. Seriously, man.
1: <laughs> and then dim and dumb roll in, like, and they're like, they're like cab drivers. They're like, come get into our cab. And they have the nerve to say, we don't accept rides. From strangers. Yeah. All you've done in these movies is involve yourself with strangers. Right. It's not like you, there's a moral compass here where you're like, well, we can't deal with strangers. You're constantly dealing with strangers. The only strangers kids. I trust are bears. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it is a fantasy after all. Yeah. We don't have to follow the rubric of like what little kids should and shouldn't do. You know what? Yes. Yes. Kids shouldn't accept rides from strangers unless they're in a fantasy world on a chessboard and the strangers are fucking beasts in a
2: cab. Right. Then, you know what? Go for it. This is them trying to trick her into letting them take her back to the castle or whatever. Yeah. And they immediately go, oh, no, thanks. We don't take rides from strangers. She's like, okay. And they just leave. Yeah. are
0: like, good job, guys. Yeah. Good Real job. Real fucking good. You've already been told about strangers dressing up in uniforms, but there are other traps you need to know about. Hi. I lost my little dog. Can you help me find him? Be suspicious of an adult asking for help.
2: Hey, kid, how you doing? You know we're making a movie over there. You want to go see it? Mm -hmm. Only professional agencies hire kids for TV work.
1: I ought to know. If you tell anybody about our little secret, I'll kill your dog. The Cheshire Cat shows up, right, and it's... It's a rapper, fucking rapping
0: it's... Cheshire
2: Cat. He's going. He's trying to sound like Tone Loke or something. It's very like, weird. The White Rabbit too is like, oh, he knows everything that's going on in Wonderland. Like he's hip. He's with the kids. He even knows all. He knows the skinny, if you will. He's got the four one one.
0: Something ain't stirring the Kool Aid, man.
2: The Wizard's hideout, where he's staying. When they show it outside. Looks like a giant bong. (laughs) It just looks like a giant fucking bong. And I have to assume that this is also the same bong that the writers were smoking yeah. out of while
1: writing this movie. They're like, "Fuck it. We can't even come up with our own story. Just go just take yeah. Alice in Wonderland and just Yeah. just just poop on it. And when you smear the poop away, <laughs> whatever's left is the movie that we have." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grumpy's getting high on snapdragons and then you're like, "Oh, he's high on snapdragons like in The Wizard of Oz when he had high in the poppy field." But uh, no. Yes. No, the Mad Hatter has decided to leave a series of hats behind. Yeah, to lead them in the right direction.
2: Right, which was kind of amusing because it made the it was funny because you're like, oh, the Care Bears suddenly are, are actual personalities. Right, and I like and that. Then not acting like Care Bears at all, which is kind of funny. I thought it was good. It subverts your expectations of the Care Bears, and that's comedy.
0: And now a hat is a wonderful thing, you see. Everyone's got its own personality. You just uh, slip it on and instantly you can be anybody that you want to be. You like hats? (laughs) I'm mad about
2: hats. Every fucking musical number in this movie is about Wonderland it's always just Wonderland is this Wonderland is that it's like fucking 95 songs about goddamn Wonderland (laughs) I would I would die for a fucking song about caring right now like the wizard sings that song uh, when I'm the king of Wonderland we already discussed like he'd
1: be a better king of Wonderland it sounds a lot like the song from Waiting for Guffman nothing ever happens on Mars he's like when I'm the king of Wonderland like it sounds just like it Yeah, things will be bland whatever he says
2: <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because in that song, it's this kind of cheerful song about taking over Wonderland, and he mentions, like, wouldn't it be nice if it was under a metal dome? And, like, wait, is, is that your plan? A metal because, dome? Because at no point do you bring this back up that yeah. you want to put it under a metal dome. I mean, I just thought you wanted to fix the traffic
0: yeah. problem. Now, don't you ever wonder about Wonderland, how everything is upside down. Nothing ever happens on my- no no sporty
1: cars. There's a funny moment there with Dim and Dumb where they fuck up again, and you, there's a quick flash where they're writing their will because they think the wizard is gonna kill them. It's yeah. kind of a funny little yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. And then later, there's another funny moment where, where they like pack their shit and like they're about to leave and right. they have their suitcases packed. But I gotta tell you, my favorite moment in all three of these movies. Is the I'm Mad About Hats song from the Mad Hatter. I'm Mad About Hats! It's not bad. (laughs) He's playing a reporter. He's playing W.C. Fields. Which, a
2: very fresh reference.
1: Yeah, I mean, a Russian, a Mexican, a swami, one of the Marx Brothers. At least it's something. It's a reference to something. Right, right. It's almost like it doesn't even really fit in any of these movies. It's like, did someone tell this actor he could just... What is he? He's Robin
2: Williams playing the genie, right? Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... I liked it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I get my favorite line of that is he's like, I've got hats for this type, hats for this, type hats for hats for the working man. For some reason, it made me laugh every time. (laughs) They play it again in the credits, and I laugh like hats for the working man. It's not bad. It's It's really, it's not bad. It wasn't terrible
0: for for what it is. You could try on hats from all over the world. I got hats for boys, hats for girls. I got hats for the working (laughs) man. Hats for boys. Hats for the winterland. and for the sun. for the hunterland. <laughs> Hats for the game. Hats for the little girl who lives down the lane. Oh! Then you've got the whole
1: Jabberwocky scene. The Jabberwocky, at that one point in time, turns to the camera when he slips and he's like, uh-oh. Like, he looks, he breaks <laughs> the fourth wall, the Jabberwocky, and like falls down and... Looks like I'm in trouble, folks. Seriously, like, <laughs> it's before he, like, calls himself Stan. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It seems like the movie's getting progressively sillier and sillier. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, at least something's going on here. Like, right, you know well, what I mean? Well, I think
2: especially because we're watching all three years in a row, we've been sort of primed for nonsense yeah, already. you're like, right. So when it's going crazy, you're like, sure, why not? Just yeah. keep going. I do like when the, <laughs> there's a moment where the Jabberwock at the end, they mention Alice. He goes, Alice? Who's Alice? And I thought of that poka song, <laughs> the Alice... Who the fuck is Alice? You know that one? No, what po- what polka song is that? Why, it's this one right here.
0: Oh, I don't know why she's leaving.
1: It's that one. Oh, that song. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. I get the connection. So, yeah. So then we finally get the princess test. It's ridiculous because we thought we've already had the test with the croquet match. So it's right. like, stop testing
2: this girl. Stop yeah, yeah it, you know what like and, and who is up? this fucking wizard that he can demand these tests you know <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's not like, like like i was waiting for everybody like i demand trial by combat yeah like,
1: <laughs> uh, seriously it's like jafar where jafar is like no you'll have to marry me and yeah, they're like, yeah Ew, what yeah. the
0: fuck and i know i'll get no justice here so i will let the gods decide my fate
2: i demand a trial by combat
1: Well, you do watch this wizard utterly break down at the end. He's
2: falling apart. He can't believe. It's so fucking crazy. (laughs) It really is. The Jabberwocky is literally eyeball through a door, and he's like, like one look at the Jabberwocky, and he just loses his mind. Yeah. But the Care Bears, that girl, fucking the Mad Hatter, they all look at that Jabberwocky, and they become friends with him. This guy looks at him once, shits his pants, and gets arrested. But seriously,
1: it's the culmination of all of his failures throughout the movie of being able to, you know, get control of... Of a land that no one should really want to get
2: control of. Right. And they cap it all off. Can I just say? Go. They cap it in the credits, where fucking now Grumpy comes out and does a rap like, I'm not hungry anymore. I finally ate, and I'm really cool. Let's go <laughs> on a date. Like, just a fucking terrible rap. Like, just in case you weren't completely disgusted with this movie already. <laughs> here's some more rap.
0: Well, I'm filling up my belly with ice cream and jelly and topping it with pickled beets. Pickled beets? Uh-huh. Topping it with pickle beats. Oh yeah. Topping it with pickle beats. And then fucking the <laughs> Cheshire Cat
2: raps throughout the entire fucking crust Oh god. And it's like, just stop this. Let's put this <laughs> uh, put this in our rearview mirror, this fucking trilogy.
0: Yo, Grumpy Bear, I gotta hand it to you. You're talking like my main man. I love your ton, and it's been fun working with the Care Bear clan.
1: That's the Care Bears, and of course, because the Care Bears are so important. To everyone, we sent Phil on a special assignment.
2: very important mission.
1: A very important mission and uh, we should probably check out what he uh, he came up with.
0: Hey folks Phil here, your field correspondent for the trilogy podcast. Much like the character Dark Heart, I'm
2: about to infiltrate Carolot dressed as a care meter reader. If you'll remember, Darkheart was outsmarted by the care bears, but no bunch of preachy stuffed animals are gonna get the best of me. Here we go. Hello,
0: meter reader. Oh, hi. Is it time for a yearly meter reading already? (laughs) Oh, that was fast. Yeah, well time flies when you're so busy caring. Well, let's get to that meter. Wait, come play with me. What? Play with me. You realize I'm here to perform an essential service and then leave, right, sir? Oh, no need to call me, sir. Here in Kerala we all have special names that match with our belly tattoos. As you can see, I have a pineapple on my belly, which is why my name is Pineapple Bear. What? Oh, oh, uh, my name is Gary. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, now let's go play. What?
2: What are we playing?
0: I love Twister.
2: Really? Fine, quick game of Twister, and then I gotta check your meter.
0: Okay, you go first, left foot blue. Okay, got it. Okay, my turn, right hand red, done. Okay, let's see, right foot yellow, okay. Uh, okay, there we, there we go. Okay, right foot blue. Uh, this is fun. Okay, let's let's see here. It says a left hand wood chipper. Wait. You think I can't recognize what the meter reader looks like, motherfucker? What? No. Wait. Wait. No. What are you doing? That's the oldest trick in the book. Hope you're ambidextrous, bitch, because I'm gonna feed this wood chipper your jerk off hand.
2: No, no, no! Please, please, please! Wait, wait. I have a family. I
0: don't care. Ah! Ah!
1: Yeah, that kind of happened the way I expect it might happen. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm upset by it. No. Why would you be? <laughs> but you know what? I care.
2: All right, Scotty. So, uh, <laughs> unsuccessful. I'll just, yeah, you know I Let's mean, just get that out of the way for yeah. obvious reasons. Even if I was three years old, I'd consider it unsuccessful. Right. I mean, I watched when I was, you know, of the correct age to watch these movies. I watched the first two. I remembered very little about the first, but I remembered a lot from the second one because we watched it fucking ad nauseum, like over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, So I do have a little bit of a soft spot for the second movie, the nostalgia of it, and, you know, being a kid and believing and caring before I realized that the world doesn't. Right. Um, (laughs) So I think I'm going to give the order as two, one, three because I had never seen the third one and my god I found that to be the biggest struggle really you're going unsuccessful 213 213 all right obviously I'm also
1: going unsuccessful sure but for me my order is very different I'm going 321 the rare 321 the reverse order yeah okay and only because like I said a couple of times through here, I appreciated the fact that the third movie wasn't really about the Care Bears so much as it had its own story. Sure. And yeah, they they shit all over Alice in Wonderland, which I love. But it was something. There was a story. And right. the peripheral characters were interesting. There were a couple of songs that I liked. Right. There isn't a song or character that I enjoyed in the first or second movie. Ultimately, for me, I appreciated there was a real narrative for the third movie and just didn't beat us over the head with this... Just fake false morality. Right. So I'm going three, two, one, also unsuccessful. But look, the order could be anything. These are just really? shit movies. I mean, yeah. it's not like I'm gonna be like, Scott, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That order is <laughs> wrong. Whatever. It could be any, could yeah. be any order. It doesn't matter. Right.
2: Okay. So if just personal preference at yeah. this
1: point. Really. All right, my friend.
0: <sighs> That's
1: this, it. Huh? This, is, this has been quite an episode. Let me tell you, unlike the uh the last show we did, the uh, the Unbreakable Trilogy, where we got into like the depth of film and talked about right. just the mechanizations of how to create film, this is just basically analyzing three fucking kids' cartoons, so I was right. ha- happy to kind of take a break off of the heavy-duty thinking, you know what I mean? For sure. And these were much shorter, so that... That was better. I mean, thank God. You're doing the Care Bears. You're not looking to watch a two and a half hour movie, right? Yeah. So. All right. As always, my name is Vin. And I'm Scott. And we do the Trilogy Podcast where we cover every trilogy and we'll cover every trilogy ever made, my friends. This is what we do. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can check us out on Instagram. I make the Instagram um, posts every single day where I really try and mirror exactly the jokes and the comments and the information that we talk about during each episode. So please check us out at Trilogy Podcast on Instagram.
2: And you can check us out on Twitter. Uh, I run that and we do uh, some fun polls on our current episode out. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your opinion on some of that. So check us out also at Trilogy Podcast. Scott, did I tell you that for this episode, I actually got a on my belly. No, you didn't. Yeah, it's a gun. Oh,
1: yeah. So, oh god. You know, it's grim. It's a grim interpretation oh. of wait, these wait.
2: arms bear. Yeah. Right to bear arms bear. <laughs> okay, that's ter- that's <laughs> terrible. Either way, though, I'm gonna
1: flash you right now and show it to you. Oh,
2: I've been waiting for this. Here it all
0: comes. Oh, no! <laughs> Somehow it all works. No, it's really not so rare give a little here give a little there no it doesn't take much to show you can't i care for you it's kind of magical it just takes two to share with you i'd like to show you by the level